Hey, it's Alan here. And Bree. And, and we, we are, are the, the Hunter, Hunter and, and the, the Hippie. Hippie. Connected through yoga and bonded by our love of the wild places and the love for outdoors, we've come together to share our conversations about life. Well, maybe more so what we've learned or are continuing to learn about life. And there's no one way to do it. Life, that is. And hopefully provide you with some teeny tiny bits of inspiration to connect deeper with yourself, others, and our great Mother Earth. All right, all right, enough already about the podcast. Let's just get to the podcast. Good morning, Brie. Good morning. It is a wonderful morning. I know. It's early and we are overcomplicating things already this morning. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But I I have had really pretty, I keep like looking out my window. Maybe this is the problem with my desk facing a window Mm -hmm. is... If you ever watch our videos and you see me like looking away from the camera, it's because I'm looking out the window. But I had really pretty, like fluffy cumulus clouds out in the background with like a purplish tint to them. So I get. I love it. it. That's great. You should be distracted by nature. I know, but that not being present. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So my desk. The way my desk faces, I can see out my office window. Um, right now, my back is pretty much to my office window, but uh, there's there's this one squirrel, and he sits on the fence. And I, I've gotten a video of him. I'll have to see if I can find it. Uh, but he's like the happiest squirrel. He like sits on my fence and like wags his tail, and yeah. occasionally he'll have like a little like pine cone or a nut or something, and <laughs> and like his his tail just goes crazy. Yeah. And it's the cutest thing. And um, it got to the point where I think I put it back on. It got to the point where I wanted to get a, a clean picture slash video of him. Yeah. That I opened my window and took my screen off and my screen, my screen's back on, but my screen was off for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, because I wanted like this clear video of the squirrel wagging his tail. I wish I could be that like happy and chipper when I'm on the fence. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm on the fence. I'm bunch. in like analysis paralysis. I'm like, what do I do? Uh, <laughs> Jumped on one maybe, side of the fence. <laughs> maybe that's the problem. Maybe I know. Okay. Like, hey, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence and here I am. I got, I got my got my coffee. I got my I know. Got my pine cone. I got my whatever. Yeah. Right? Let's let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm. That's what I'll. Actually, that it's funny you say that because that is a little bit of what I'm working on this year or focusing mm-hmm. on is um, how can you find contentment in limbo? Because limbo mm-hmm. tends to be some of the most stressful times. Or like waiting for a test result is more stressful than actually getting the result and things like that. Right. Um, right. So it's you know my. I mean, I think all of our lives are in different pieces in limbo at certain points, but Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit in a limbo and it's like, okay, how do you, again, not allow stress to come in with that limbo, not try to figure it out, but just kind of rest in contentment with, with limbo. So, yeah, it's, it's because we want, right. We want to know what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing is. It's not even about right. Like yeah, the test result is is important, but it, it's just we want to know what's happening, right? Because once we have the test result, we know what's next. Oh, well, not really though. Right? What, 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 <laughs> right, right. That's exactly right. right. We think we know what's next, 
Yeah. Right. We get the test result. Oh, right. Whatever it is like, oh, I passed or, yeah. oh, it's negative or right. Like, oh, now I can go about living my life the way that it was, or I can get this certificate or I can get this degree or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. When, when you're in that limbo moment, um, you know, there's no definitive mm. what's next. Yeah. Right. It's just, you're, you're on the fence and you're like, Hey, and and that's the power of being in the moment because when you're on the fence, when you're in that moment, what's there? Mm-hmm. Right. We're always, I, th- I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show, but I talk about this in yoga and right. We're always on to the next destination. Mm-hmm. Right? We always want to be like, we're, we're grasping for this thing that it's the carrot in front of us, <clears throat> but it never, Right, like the next destination, there's only one destination, and it's death. Period. Right. Like, Depends on it, or you, right? unless you believe in. <laughs> right, yeah. Death right. for the the next destination for this body. <laughs> right. Right. You know where because and people are like no well I can get from here to work, yeah but then you're on to the next destination already, mm-hmm. right? Like you're never satisfied, you're never content in that moment, and that's the problem with wanting to be onto the next. And that's the problem with greed is that, oh, let me just make a million. And then you get to the million and you're like, oh no, no, well, right, let me just let me just do this. And and it's not a it's it's a big human problem, right? It's not an easy, it's simple, but it's not easy. Right. And and this is why a lot of astronauts have severe depression. Um and um it's because they right like really what beats going to the moon or going to international space station or traveling to space is right. You, you strive to get to this place, you get there and then it's like, Oh, well what's next? Yeah. Right? One, it's this, it's oh. this limbo. No good. Yeah. No. And I think it, it goes, <gasps> I, um, it goes for like any, really any profession, but like you see it a lot in professional athletes, Olympians, um, after, the Olympics or after when they retire from their sport, think about Favre. Like why did he go back so many times? Mm -hmm. Right. Because, um, and I even noticed that with like outdoor objectives and it was, it's was something that I focused on making sure not to be in that state of like, okay, I did this big thing. Now what? Because, it's really easy. Like you are so tuned in and dialed into in preparation for it. Your training, like your life is, has this direction or purpose and then you complete it and there is, and it's such a high in in the experience of actually doing it that it is natural to be like kind of this state of not having direction, feeling lost Mm or, um, which is where I think it's important to add those pauses into life mm-hmm. and be comfortable with those pauses. Because as you're saying, like all of life is just a transition. Yeah. And that's actually, it's funny in yoga last night when I was teaching, we did like the same pose, like two times. One, we held it for a long time and one we did like breath, one breath to movement. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're in that movement state, are you disconnecting? Mm-hmm. Right. And so we, if you implement pauses, is it, it's a much 
easier in a sense to be present. Mm -hmm. But how can you be present in transition, like on the big scale, but also transition in just like your everyday life? Yeah. Yeah, I th I think it's it's a task for sure, and it's something that we can <clears throat> only work on and get better at. And, and it's about being in the moment and seeing what's there in the moment. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's being mindful. Yeah, and it's well. That's why they call all this a practice. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's never over. Yeah. There's there's a saying that um, you know a lot of people say they say fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a big fan of it because my big question is where are you making it to? Mm -hmm. Right again, it, it goes back to everything that we just said. Where where are you where are you going? Where are you making it to? Mm -hmm. Right because when you make it to one spot, then you're just you're not satisfied and and you're like oh I gotta gotta go good and i get the concept of what you know people are trying to say is like you gotta just approach it right like with with this so-called confidence mm -hmm. right to do this thing that you want to do that you've never done before but the the fake it till you make it thing just doesn't sit well with me because yeah you're you're not making it anywhere yeah we're, we're all we're all making it to the same spot and, and everything in between is just the transition and I would almost say you've already made it. Yeah. Right. Like whatever mm -hmm. that, like just, but that, that again is a lot of like the foundation for the work I do with clients and is realizing and, or remembering that, right. You're whole, you've arrived already. Mm -hmm. You are complete. Mm -hmm. You've made it. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that, that can help with, having that courage when there's not confidence and yep. but and it doesn't mean you can't strive to be better at something be better than you were the day before strive to hit you know lofty goals go to space climb mount everest right run a mile right maybe running a mile is, is a task for someone <clears throat> it's it's definitely not to say don't strive for those things mm -hmm. right it's just being mindful when you are striving for those things in that moment and when life is shifting and, and it's no longer about running that mile, be mindful in that moment. And it's just, it's taking it all in, right? It's being content where you are, being, knowing that you're, like you said, whole and complete. And then also moving forward to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve in life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Right, not being controlled by the outcome, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's that's interesting too because it's. I know I've talked. I think we've talked about identity attachment and things like that, and it just falls in line with what we're talking about now in terms of, right, astronauts or athletes, and and there's that deep identification with what you do defining you, and I recently i've i think actually it's interesting moving out of colorado or the front mm -hmm. range the boulder area with like outdoor sports and like you know hobbies and things like that it's fascinating now to reflect on that culture mm -hmm. and 
um, how easy it is for it to dictate like every part of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, well, where are you climbing or, yeah, you know, what, how far did you run? And I don't have that here and it's really, really nice. But mm-hmm. I also know that there's a part of me that's shifted and because I've looked at that deeply in myself. Yeah. Um, but I, it's just really comes down to what if you didn't have that? Mm-hmm. And so don't not climb, right? Yep. Like don't give up your outdoor hobbies, but can you still feel peace, joy, contentment if that was taken from you? And that's a big, again, part of my accident was like, whoa, how easily can these things that I love and enjoy no longer exist in my life. And I need to make sure I have the foundation without them. And it, mm-hmm. and it's that I'm really approaching it without that attachment, without that like need or um, identity around it. And it's pretty freeing when you can move into that space. Yeah. And, and I think that relates um, really well, like a good transition into what we want to talk about mm-hmm. uh, transition to <clears throat> so what we wanted to talk about today, right? It goes to your identity, right? We identify as, as mm-hmm. this, right? Like as this certain thing and, um, and, and whatever it is, right? Like maybe it's the sports, this, you're a rock climber, you're, a long distance runner, right? Whatever it is, um, you know, we see a lot of identity politics right now. And, mm-hmm. and, and if, or, you know, with, when it comes to having your mindset on a very specific thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, like this is the way. And um, I think it's important that we seek out different perspectives because Again, to your point, what happens if we don't have that thing in our life? What happens if you are wrong, right? And it's, I've been wrong a lot in my life. And what happens if you're wrong? Mm-hmm. And we don't take that approach. Um, you know, I, I don't believe often enough because it's just, we seek out, right? Confirmation bias and, um, you know, this is what I want. And Oh yeah, see, look. Joe Rogan is, is saying exactly what, what I need. Um, and, and then, right. Like shit starts hitting the fan because again, you disagree or, um, yeah. So it's, it's interesting, but I say before we dive too deep into it, I say yeah. breathe first, but if you have something to add to that. Well, I just, it like, it's funny <clears throat> that we're talking about this too, because the Thich Nhat Han quote that just, Oh, my new thing is I'm on Instagram once a month now. <laughs> I like it. I took I the like month it. of January off and I was like, this is so amazing. Uh-huh. I don't know. It was just, it was great and I didn't miss it. So I went back That's on awesome. and I was like, what am I going to do? What's my relationship to this social media? Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, for things to reveal themselves to us, we need to be ready to abandon our views about them. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily initially intended for anything about what we're talking about or but it's so relevant to everything with the pandemic with politics with again our own identities I think when you were talking about like 
place can be like where you live place mm-hmm. can be uh, it fall into that court category of like being absolutely deeply identified but um let's breathe and then we can come back to it sounds great actually for today well you can again close your eyes or find a soft gaze but i'll invite you to have your palms facing up wherever they're resting so if you're standing palms will be facing out so the way that your um, head is facing and just bring your full awareness into your palms and notice the sensations that you feel in the palms And begin to deepen your breathing, whatever that looks like for you right now. Not putting too much effort or thought, just starting to lengthen the inhales and exhales. And as you slow down your breath, Bring awareness fully into your right palm. Notice if your attention moves away or back to both palms and just come back to sensation only in the right palm. Observe if there's thoughts around what you're feeling, if you're noticing tingling or pulsing. Be open to whatever's present. And now shift awareness into the left palm, only the left palm. Continue with your long, slow breaths. Redirecting attention to the left palm if it's moved. Observing what arises. through sensation or thoughts. Just feeling it. And then coming back to awareness of both palms at the same time, holding all sensations in both palms at the same time. And if it's available to bring the palms together in a moment, ever so slowly, bringing both palms together, that can be at heart center or just in your lap. And then notice that very moment that the palms touch and connect. And feel this as a symbol 
of joining two sides together. The unity that exists beneath polarity. And then slowly opening your eyes if they aren't already, releasing your palms. Thank you, Brie. Yeah. So, uh, I, I love I love the breath because that really, again, it, I don't know if you do that intentionally, but you're really good at it because it brings us to the topic that we want to talk about, and right there's there's different sides and, and bringing them together and. Um, you know, there's a lot in the news right now on social media, specifically, I mean, in general, right, with a lot of division and polarity. Um, but I think we're seeing some of it with Joe Rogan um, mm-hmm. and the Joe Rogan podcast. And, uh, you know, we're seeing other people, you know, go for like what they want censorship. And, um, and I think you know, before we started recording, I said, you know, I've, I've had some experiences lately that I'm, I'm really happy for, right? And it's experiences that I think a lot of people don't seek out or, right? And it's the experience of people with different opinions, different views than you. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to be, you know, just because you believe something doesn't mean that you can't hear and understand someone else's human experience and we have to stop robbing people of their human experience and i think that's why you know you said it right but that's why we started this this podcast is to share from our experience right the life that we've had in e38 39 years um so i think that you know having those experiences it Right. Even though in the moment you might disagree, right? If you're, if it's if it's something that you disagree about, you might disagree. But I think down the road you actually start thinking when you have the time to spend with yourself, right? If you're being mindful, if you're being reflective, I think you have the opportunity to be like, hmm, let me understand this person's perspective. And it's, and I would even say, like, you don't necessarily ever have to understand their perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just need to respect their perspective yep. and the fact that it's coming from their own life's experiences and it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and I, you know, I, I understand, well, I think what happens is when we get challenged on our beliefs and we're deeply identified to like what we believe is true, there Mm -hmm. is a physiological sensation, right? Like I will be like, Oh gosh, like I feel it coming Mm -hmm. up and that's, that's okay. Right. It doesn't mean we should avoid it. Mm -hmm. It's just being aware of that and then being able to step back and, calm yourself, right? So you can be fully open to hear what is going to be said. Right. And if we go into conversations so tied to what we believe, we won't actually ever 
There's no opportunity for a shift and not that we should have conversations with the intent of trying to convince someone to believe mm-hmm. what we believe. Um, but I find I do find it challenging. I actually, it's funny now I'm seeing all these similar conversations that have come up recently for me, but a friend had shared, she spoke up about something that she disagreed with and just got like reamed again. This is on social media, which is hard because that doesn't mm-hmm. always promote a conversation um, when there's not a human component because we can type whatever we want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, and my response was like, I just, I found myself starting to type stuff and then I would just delete it and be whatever. And it's very challenging to figure out where do you speak your truth or have a mm-hmm. voice versus just allowing a certain narrative to continue on. Like how do we stand up for what we believe in? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause my tendency is like, whatever, like, is that really going to make a difference? Who knows? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> I think the, the channel and the person in which you're engaging has a huge aspect of it. Right. The social media, right. I, I don't engage in, in arguments or right in uh, uh, discourse right on mm-hmm. on social media um, because it's it's going to get you nowhere right you're going to voice your opinion and to whoever it's going to be wrong and um you know and and to me i don't see it's a, a battle right that you're going to win it doesn't matter how close you are with the person right because it does it takes that human experience away whereas if you're Right. I, I still think, right, like text or message like isn't great, but like now you now you've made it one on one. Um and but you can't really get the nonverbals from the person, you can't understand their tone, things can be taken out of context. Um so I think that's like improvement because you're now having a conversation with a, a willing party. Um but really in person, I think is key, is in person, interacting and and again, approaching it, like you said, from not a perspective of I'm trying to convince them to believe what I believe. I guess, though, my question is, we've created an echo chamber. A lot of people mm-hmm. have created an echo chamber. And so when that echo chamber gets a a voice, and so we're almost creating our own censorship for ourselves, mm-hmm. aside from the censorship that is actually happening on mm-hmm. a higher level. Mm-hmm. And so my question for that is, yes, these public platforms aren't the best place. However, is that important for there to be this, hey, here is a, a different perspective on this in within that echo chamber? Absolutely. Um, because that's exactly what's happening with Joe Rogan is the news, the big news companies are up in arms that he is saying things that are different from what they're trying to push. And so this platform has has been free to um, like open 
right? Mm-hmm. He and that's and that's what's creating this discourse and not allowing us just to all be brainwashed from one perspective. Mm-hmm. And brainwash sounds like I feel like I just yeah. dramatized it. Yeah. But it yeah. very easily but, can happen and it's what's happened in in other societies in the past. And if you're getting it, it here's the thing is if the message is the same, if there's no one arguing different against the message, it's it's likely you're going towards brainwashing. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's always a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Always in everything that we do, right? <clears throat> it that's that's what science is 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 finding that different perspective it's it's looking for the different answer mm-hmm. and so if if the if the message is the same for everyone that's when we should be hesitant that's when we should question right and and maybe the message needs to be the same right because that is the the, the big t truth which i highly doubt Right. But maybe that is the message. Right. But we should still question it. Mm -hmm. Right. And we should dig deeper and we should try to understand. And just because the message isn't the same doesn't mean it's misinformation either. Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. Just because you don't agree with something doesn't mean that the other person is wrong. Right. And it doesn't mean, right. You know, the, the big thing that, that I'm, irritated about annoyed about with the soul joe rogan thing is the uh is is they want to put uh disclaimers right they want to like we we have to disclaimer everything no like we don't need fucking disclaimers on everything right people are allowed to have their different viewpoints their different perspectives right we we have experts in the field that you know that, that are talking about and you can and you can be curious about those things Right. And, and in this Joe Rogan case, you know, essentially what it is, is you have two doctors who are on his shows who are. Um, and, and that's the thing is they're not they're not claiming anti-vaxxing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they never say they're anti-vaxxing. Right. They are just simply discussing. Um, negative effects of it, of this current vaccine that, that we're, we're working with with the coronavirus. They're sharing information of something they're specialized in. Right. And as the expert, we should listen. It doesn't mean we need to act, but we should listen. Right. And we should hear both sides of that. And, and Joe has had other people right from the other side as well. And, and no one gets, you know, where people aren't, aren't, aren't pissed off when those people are on. Right. But when we have this narrative, this, this whole world narrative um, of, of everything should be this way. And, and then there's people that, that talk against it. It doesn't mean they're wrong. What if you're wrong? And, and he even says in, you know, his, his last message is eight months ago, if you were against cloth masks publicly, like it was the end of your social media existence. Mm-hmm. And and now it, it that's just a known fact. And same thing mask. with the vax. Eight months ago, he said, like, if you said that you can still get COVID with a vaccine, you'd be banned from right. social media canceled. platforms. And now it's obviously clear that it's possible. Right. 
So it's, it's not about being right or wrong. It's just about listening and, and understanding different perspectives. And again, one person feeling a certain way doesn't make, make you right. Doesn't make them wrong. And, and it happens off and right. It doesn't even need to just be about this pandemic, right? I feel like we make everything about coronavirus these days. Cause I mean, it does have a, a significant impact on our lives and what we do, but um, you know, we do, we seek out the, the, the echo chamber mm-hmm. and we don't look for, or when we have someone challenge us, we immediately go into defense mode. And, um, I had a, a interaction recently about right, my, my thoughts on wearing a mask. Like I don't wear a mask and, and I understand there's consequences, uh, in certain places if you don't wear a mask. And, um, and I'm okay with that, right? I'm okay with the consequences. Um, but you know, you can stand, I I said this to the person, you can stand up for what you believe in. Standing up for what you believe in doesn't make you an asshole. Being an asshole makes you an asshole, Mm -hmm. right? So we can stand up for the things that we believe in without calling people dumb, without, you know, trying to prove that you're right, they're wrong. Um, yeah, I think that we need to have conversations and discourse and yeah. Yeah. And it's like a couple things here. One is what we talked about this and then we're like, we should be recording. Uh, <laughs> but right. It's not, it's how you act on what you believe in. Like that whole like idea of being you can be a jerk about your beliefs mm-hmm. or you can simply share them and act in a polite way accordingly. Right. And this goes with any conversation you're having with someone who disagrees with you on any topic, the way or the how that you are communicating it or acting on it is, is, Honestly, also what might allow a shift in perspective for someone else, because Mm -hmm. if you're being a jerk about it, that person shut down Mm -hmm. whoever you're interacting with. You have, there's no, there's no opening of perspective. Right. They're going to dig their heels in. They're They're like, right. They, they, they feel the how more than what is said. Mm -hmm. And the other part I think is important to address with right this eight months ago, this is how we are right and wrong. It's just evolving. Mm-hmm. And my perspective have changed and evolved so much over the years. And it's because there's an openness to listen. And I think it's very important to evolve it's a weird balance of evolving as an individual evolving as a collective mm-hmm. while at the same time not falling victim of mass consciousness and carl mm-hmm. young talks a lot about the intelligence or not a lot he has he speaks about the intelligence of of mass um, like belief and behavior mm-hmm. and how it's 
the consciousness of mass behavior is like the lowest form. Right. And because there's not that um, individual discernment, there's, um, there's no, there's, there's an evolution, but it's not in a, I guess, ownership kind of way. Um, but it's how we advance is by these little seeds of, of questioning. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is, I love that you said that it's a seed and right. It's, it has this ability to grow into this massive thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's important that, right. We, we nurture those seeds, right. So like it's a seed of, right. Are we going to water it? Are we going to, let me, let me dig deeper on this thought. And, and see what it turns into because you're right. Like my thoughts today weren't, aren't my thoughts from 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, shit, even a year, my, my thoughts have changed on certain things. And um, yeah, I think that, and it, and it comes from, from discussion mm-hmm. and, and you don't get discussion when you're in your, you're right. It is the lowest form of right. Like that, that group think, Right. That's not a discussion, right? That's just, yeah, I think this way. Yeah. So do I. All right. Well, that like nothing grows from there. And if you think about, um, all the things that we've had happen in our, in our life. And, and I made a, a post on Instagram about this. It's, it really comes down to defiance and defiance has this negative connotation to it, but it's, it's just going against something that we believe is a certain way, right? Whether it's big T truth or little T truth, <clears throat> it's, it's being defiant of that, that has, has made the changes in the world that has gotten us to where we are today, right? It's having the discourse, the different conversations, the differencing of opinion, um, right? If, if Rosa Parks moved to the back of the bus, what would have happened? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and there's a million other things. If, if when they were talking about flying to the moon, right, depending on your thoughts on, on the moon landing, <laughs> some people believe that's a conspiracy, but right, like the, there, there might've been a person there that said, we can't go to the moon. And, and he's probably right. And he probably didn't make it on the team for very long. Right. But it's, it's always the, it's the challenge. It's the, we, in, in life, we need to welcome the defiance of it, right? Rock and roll was defiant, mm-hmm. right? a, a form of music, and and it's in right, like you hear it in rock and roll. It's, it's the you know, no, I'm not gonna right, like you know, rage against the machine. Fuck you, I'm not gonna do what you tell me, right? Like, it's 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 in the music, and we have to disagree, right? That's that's the balance in life. Is that's the polarity, right? The hands coming together. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the polarity. And 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 what matters in the polarity is the space in between. Right. And um, the one thing you didn't talk about with our hands together that that I always love is when your hands are together, it's likely. Right. And and this is just a yoga thing, but it's likely the space, the middle of your palms aren't touching. And there's this space in between of that polarity that still exists. And that's where life happens. Right. When your hands are together, when you're pushing, it's there's right one. You're not going to the left or you're not going to the right because there's equal and opposite pressure. 
Um, and then life happens in the middle of all that. Um, right? We have to be open to those conversations. We have to be open to that push and pull. I don't know where I'm necessarily going with that, but. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's just, as we've talked about when it comes to two sides of the coin with mm -hmm. like even just personal emotion, if we're encouraging you not to attach or avoid emotions, right. Attached to what you feels good, what you do like the joy, all of that and avoid the grief or the sorrow it it falls that concept is relevant mm -hmm. in all realms um if we continue to attach to our belief in an, a specific platform or area mm -hmm. we're not embracing the wholeness of that um platform or you know if we're gonna you know talk about topic or whatever it is mm -hmm. and so again it's not to be without preference but it's not it's about not being controlled by right. that preference and so you take it in and I'm not saying go seek out sorrow as much as possible but <laughs> no. you're being controlled by it if everything you're doing is to avoid it and mm -hmm. so with our perspectives if we're doing everything possible to reaffirm what we believe and disregard what we don't believe, we're being controlled by it. Mm -hmm. And as that quote says, like nothing will reveal itself if you're so tied to what you think is true. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. I read one of his because uh, they have a memorial page for all the events that were happening for Thich Nhat Hanh. I think it was last week. Um, and he has this poem that is like, can be triggering. Mm -hmm. And it was about um, the, he had gotten a letter about the Thai pirates. There's refugees on a boat, um, horrible things happening to people on the boat. And the poem addresses like, I am the little girl who jumped who jumped off the boat and took her life, you know, mm -hmm. and I am the pirate who raped her. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that is really hard to say, you know, but to like, think like, what is that perspective? Mm -hmm. But he goes into saying, if he was raped, if you were raised, anyone could have been that pirate. Yep. Because if you were raised in the village that he was raised in under those conditions, this, that, and the other, that might've led you to be that pirate. And so we yep. can, again, be so tied because of where we came from to be the only truth. And the person who is opposing us to be wrong, bad, all evil, all of these things. However, if we were raised in that same condition, would we have turned or had those life experiences? Would we yeah. have turned out the same way? So, yeah. um, and that's the, the, and, and I, yeah, like you don't know how you would have turned out. And, and that's the thing. That's why it's important because 
if we if we believed the things that we were just taught and we didn't go against them mm-hmm. right like I, I, that's really important because nothing would nothing would change right if we go back to even just the prior to the civil rights movement and 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 I'm gonna like be I'm gonna speak very general and I, I tell my yoga students this all the time I'm gonna say words like you and we and I'm not talking about you specifically Bree or I'm not talking about me I'm not talking about anyone I'm talking about in general right I, I want to get that out there to make sure before I uh, quote offend anyone but we go back to the civil rights movement and and here we are a bunch of racists right right Se- segregate and right uh, what was it separate but equal right like that was a thing and now like we evolved past that right like oh hey that was probably wrong i mean i feel like we're going back to that a little bit with some of the fucking nonsense being spewed um but right the separate but equal bullshit and like if we didn't challenge that right we don't know what our our parents went through again being general but we don't know what our parents went through or their grandparents or their grandparents and that that caused that but they were pushing the boundaries because before that it was Right. There were there were uh, technical issues that I need to stop talking. Or no, I didn't okay. didn't do my do not disturb. Sorry. OK, OK. Uh, I saw the face change. So. Normally I wouldn't interrupt <laughs> for that, but I was like, I was like, uh, let me make sure we're good. Um, you know, before that, it was, you know, we, you know, black black people didn't have the same rights as as white people. And and we noticed that. Right. It was. Right. We, right. It's the pirate. Like we, they grew up, we don't know what they went through. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but we knew it had to change. Right. Cause otherwise we're going to keep producing pirates who, who rape and pillage. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's always going to be the pirates who rape and pillage, but then there's also going to be the people who challenge and, and enact change. And that applies for everything. And right, you see it throughout history. It's it's always the ones who have, um, you know, who've, who've adopted uh, the the ability to to seek a different perspective and 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 look for it and, and have the conversations and and but change doesn't happen overnight either. Right? We can't expect that something changes. In, right? I, I believe change, major change, is generational. Mm-hmm. So I, I also believe that right, we probably have less pirates these days, right? Just staying on that theme, right? We probably have less people doing that. Mm-hmm. Right? We haven't had a revolution in, in our country in 200 and however many years, 270 years or something like that. But we continue to change and we continue to push the boundaries. And, and it's through disagreement it's through um you know aristotle talks about this um it's through rhetoric right so rhetoric is important um and we have to we have to engage in it right we can't not disengage in it you were talking about that right like you you can't avoid it and and being in sorrow right it's not intentionally seeking out sorrow or or pain or suffering um I think that that can help. I think there's an aspect of that that helps, but we're all going to face it at some point in our life and ignoring it definitely doesn't work. And it's embracing it and understanding why you're going through it. And then 
it gives you understanding of what other people are potentially going through. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's where we become more mindful is when you've faced it. You know, when someone tells me that their dad, their, their father died, it's something that I can relate to. Right. I don't know what they're feeling, but it, it gives me perspective because my father has passed away. And so I'm now, Oh, okay. How is that person impacted by that? Mm-hmm. My dog is a, uh, sorry, I'm like distracted. If you keep looking at my, like my dog is chewing on. And I always try to, during recording, I try to pick up the bones and take their collars off because they jingle and all the mic sensitive. Um, yeah she's only dropped she's only dropped it once sorry but i'm I'm distracted with no it's okay i had the thought well i had something i saw a thought had come when you were talking and then i lost it so that's Mm -hmm. why i'm just sitting silently (laughs) Mm -hmm. i can't even remember what it was um yeah i don't know you know, and, and I'll say this, I, like, I don't know how much more time I'm probably not going to talk much longer, but um, I, I want to go back to the, the how and again. Oh, yeah, that's maybe what it was is that, oh, it was acting. So it's yeah. like you said yeah. rhetoric, but it's also we we vote with our actions, mm-hmm. you know, and so how are you moving through your life consciously in relation to also um, all those pieces, right? And that's again, Mm -hmm. where change happens is like, we can say all these things, but then what are we supporting with our dollar with how Mm -hmm. we, you're saying you want a, a big piece is, we're right. We're talking about unity and we're talking about coming from a place of love yet. The people who are talking about that can be so divisive or coming mm-hmm. from a place of fear. And so rhetoric is important, but your actions are also significant and the how is significant mm-hmm. because again, someone will shut down if you're coming being a jerk. And it sets and and it right like the 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 past does not predict the future. Mm-hmm. However, we act like it does, and and that's important to recognize because, um, you know, in this in this case that that I've had with right a conversation that I had about me wearing a mask, um, it gave me a different perspective. Right, I I was at a, a place that I went to and they right I, I wore my mask mostly. And I wanted some pictures and I'm not going to take pictures and have these silly pictures with me in my mask. And so um, I eventually got, got asked to leave and, and that's fine. And, and again, I know uh, the ramifications and, but I don't fight it. Right. Like I, I will tell you, no, right? like if you tell me to put my mask on, I, I will say no. Um, and, and I had a, a friend reach out with a different perspective on that and, and what I'm trying to get to is that in Rachel, her, her job is to 
make sure people are wearing her mask, but wearing their masks where she works. And she's had aggressive behavior towards her. And I mean, that's the how, right? My, my how in not wearing a mask isn't, isn't aggressive, right? It's, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, is there, is there a, a ramification for me not doing that you're gonna have to tell me and if so and you know, I'll, I'll abide um but with with her you know in people getting aggressive with her it now sets this tone of oh other people are going to be aggressive with me and that's not true right that's again the past does not predict the future the actions of one person do not predict the actions of another person mm-hmm. um so I think that's important that we understand that. And right, that's something that we have to look at within ourselves. How am I projecting my past traumas on the situation? And, and does that change how I'm approaching it too? Mm-hmm. Right. Does that change my how of how I'm now right, just staying on this mask thing of or like how I'm telling someone they need to wear their mask. And then does that, Right, it gives you the reaction that you were expecting, mm-hmm. and then you get to there's your confirmation bias. See, these people that don't wear their mask, they're all assholes. Yeah. Right. So, and again, it's not a blame game. Right. That's that's not what I'm going for here. I'm not going for this. Oh well, if you did this, you know, it's we control what we control, which is us, and if we control how we react to things, whether we agree or disagree, that generally changes the outcome. And the past does not have to predict the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. I, I don't know if I talked about this, like it was months ago, but I had a situation just in a converse. It was like a text message that was saying something about I forgot to do something and it was that and I took it initially as what I did caused these other things, right? Mm-hmm. Because the way that it was phrased and I, again, we've talked about this this morning before we hopped on, but like I gave the pause and I sat mm-hmm. out with it and then I thought, well, how, not that I can know how, where this person is like I can never walk in someone else's shoes, right? Because I haven't, mm-hmm. again, had all the experiences. But can I be like respectful and open to whatever has arisen that caused them to say like this happened and it caused this? Mm-hmm. Being very cryptic. <laughs> it <laughs> might be hard to, to follow so, me right so, now. So, so, sometimes we have to be, right? In respect for our interactions privacy. with other people. Yeah. Right. In privacy and just really... You know, it's, and I might get off topic and hopefully I don't make you lose your thought, but when I, I talk about a lot in my yoga classes and it's a lot of the things that I do, right? Like hunting and my, my goal isn't to create other hunters. I mean, yes, I absolutely want to create other hunters, but that isn't my goal in sharing that in yoga, right? Is there's a deeper message to be understood, right? The, the situation, the problem, the, that's irrelevant. Right. And what you're being cryptic about is, is irrelevant, right? The the interaction of the person, it doesn't matter. Right? What matters is the, the concept, the understanding of what we're trying to say here is that 
like we we need to pause we need to right, like step back and and look within ourselves and yeah i think that being cryptic is okay at times right where right? we can't divulge every piece of information yeah right but as a listener you should hear the important things Right. And that's mythology, scripture, all of that, all of these right. books, they're, it's time, it, they're timeless lessons. And so share us sharing our experience, you know, is not for the actual um, details of the experience, but the underlying story or the lesson or the, again, the timelessness of these shares that can be transferred into any personal experience. Yeah. or a reflection. But all that to say is, you know, it was, I took it as I caused this to happen and I, I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. Whether I caused that to happen or not, doesn't matter. But I paused and I just kind of thought, okay, well, this, this might be where she's coming from. And do I want to defend myself? Mm -hmm. You know, be like, well, that's the first time I've done that. Like, you know, I don't think it caused this if that was the first time. No, yeah. it wasn't about me, right? It's it's like she had she had to experience the repercussions of it. And I just came and I said, I'll make sure to that I do it next time. Mm -hmm. You know, and then what was the response that I got back? I'm sorry if I came off like yeah. aggressive and this, that, and the other, right? Like yeah. it it and maybe she did like, you know, but because I, my response wasn't a response to the mm -hmm. attacking, mm -hmm. I then got like response back. Yeah. And that's with everything. When we talk about like mirroring or projecting, it's like action will get like response. Mm -hmm. So what do you want that to be? That's a great end to end on a journal prompt. <laughs> um, yeah, I think grab your journals and and write about just that. Right? Write about the mirror effect. Like, what are you putting out um, that that you're getting back in return? And maybe you don't realize you're putting it out. But right, first look at what are you getting. What are you getting in return? And and then analyze yourself. Like, am I putting that out there? And and no one can have that conversation except for you, right? Like, you have to have that with you. I can't tell you that, right? Like, you're you're being that way, right? We can talk about it, and you can hopefully reflect and see that you're doing that. Um, but yeah, write about that, right? What what are you putting out that you're getting back? And it's not right. We we have to make sure we don't go down this negative route. Of it's everything negative. It's all the good too. Mm -hmm. So when we put out love, we get love in return. And when we have disagreements, that can be from a perspective of love. It doesn't have to be from a, a perspective of hate to disagree. Right? Disagree and hate—they're not—they're not the same coin. They're very different coins. Um, so write about your thoughts on what you're putting out in the world and and does it match with your vision and your mission and do you have a vision or mission and um 
And if so, and if it doesn't match, then how are you going to change that? Or if it does match, how are you going to keep that going? And, and also write about how you're going to seek out <coughs> um, different thoughts, different opinions. Mm -hmm. right? and, and try to remove your identity from things. Right? Or try to remove this bias that you have because this person is this thing. Right? It's, it's the hunter and the hippie. Right. Oh, I can't, I can't agree with Alan because he's a hunter. Right. I can't agree with Alan on, I'm just making topics up on raising children because he hunts. That those two things have nothing to do with each other. Mm -hmm. How are, right. How are we in this world where, right. Politics, especially, right. Like, oh, I, I have to agree with all conservatives or I have to agree with all liberals. Um, so write about how you're going to seek out those different things, those different perspectives, so you can um, grow and and expand and expand the world. It's not either or; it can be both and. Mm -hmm. And that's that. Like comes back to that identity of everything of yeah. of things that aren't mutually exclusive of each other. Like mm -hmm. you can own a firearm and be a great father mm -hmm. you know there's um one does not mean the other you can disagree with the mask policy and be a good person yes you could you could agree with the mask policy and be a jerk <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> right they're nothing at, like and, and that's what we that's like just seeing through these such rigid categories that have been created as of late. And I'm it, there's different phases of this in history. So it's not a new concept mm -hmm. that we've moved into a divisive state. Yeah. Well, we can choose to indulge in it or we can choose to move in a different direction with it. Yeah. It's our job to break the system. Yeah. And create the new one mm -hmm. and then our kids kids will be like why'd you do all that <laughs> we need to break your uh, system uh, what did, what did, what does your dad say he said yeah. um i don't even remember the quote now He's, it's like he said, he said if you're we are responsible for fixing yeah every generation fixes their parents the pro like the problems their parents created Right. But they're like our parents were fixing the problems that their parents created. Absolutely. Yep. So yep. awesome. It was great chatting with you. Bro. Yeah, as always. Have Chat a good soon. one. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye. If you want to follow us and our adventures, you can find both of us on Instagram. I'm at Bree Allison. That's B-R-E-A-L-L-I-S-O-N. And I am at the life of Alan Titone, underscores between each word. To check out our offerings, yoga, one-on-one -on -one trainings, workshops, retreats, and a recorded library, you can find the info on our website, thehunterandthehippie.com. If you have questions for the podcast, about the podcast, feedback, suggestions, or just want to say hi, or find ways to work with us, 
Our email is thehunterandthehippiepodcast at gmail.com. And don't worry, all of this will be in our show notes. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you weren't tuned out. <laughs> to the Hunter and the Hippie Podcast. <laughs>